Alright, hello, what's going on? My name is Rich Ryan. This is the Reinforced Running Podcast. Today, I have my friend Dave Claxton from the OFX Podcast. Awesome podcast. It talks a lot about hybrid training and racing with Bethany McChesney. Great, great stuff they got going on up there. So he was kind enough to join me today. We are talking about OCR stars. Dave's really well versed in these athletes and the training that goes behind it. So we talk, we just give it a big preview. We talk about the events that are coming up. We talk about the rules and the regulations and the standards, things like that to help kind of give some clarity from the outside perspective and how we are kind of interpreting things. Then we talk about the individual athletes and who we expect are going to do well in this event. So we did something similar to this last year. It was a a great time, really fun event. If you haven't signed up yet, sign up. It is very fun and we'll give you plenty of reasons why you should sign up in this episode today. Awesome. So here's my friend, Dave Claxton. We're starting over. We're having the same oh, conversation. I want. Yeah. I want. We're having the same conversation. I'm down with that. All right, Dave Claxton. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, buddy. I'm doing awesome. Like I said, had a stellar weekend. I saw that you made a podium this weekend. I did. I snagged my first Spartan age group podium, and it was a sprint. Were you? And you mentioned off air, sort of, that it, Spartan's not a great race for you. You need more grippy stuff, more more strength based maybe not as much running in this specific race. Were you aware of your placement in it? Or did you know the other people in there? Were you feeling like you were having a good one or did you check the results? and like, Oh shit. I got I, a second. I knew I was close. I figured I was top three. I knew I was top five, figured I was top three, but didn't really know for sure till I caught, till I went up and checked the, the tablets. Um, first place guys just way faster than me. Couldn't keep up with them. But, and I knew people were, biting on my heels but because the waves get all mixed up you know you're never quite sure who's around you right now, when you guys are in the elite field it's a little easier because you're yeah. just out front when you're in age group sometimes it gets a little muddled and they send like two three age groups at once so sometimes you're like running past somebody and you're like how old are you yeah yeah i had a dude i had a dude like we came up to the sled pull and i'd been stalking him as i went downhill near the end got to the sled pull and I was just, you know, I just haul a sled pull and he looks over and I mean, and he's like, how old are you? And I'm like 46. And he's like, okay, I'm 50. You go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a way to kind of conserve energy. It's good strategy yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Did since this was a Canadian national series race, did you then, are you like second or third in the series then? <laughs> did you finish that way? Only two, ser- only two races, the series, you may no, have a podium because- finish in the series. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't because oh, because it's the sprint, the sprint wasn't it was the beast. So I wouldn't Red Deer was a super. This one was the beast, um, and those, quite frankly, for me, are just too long. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here to talk OCR stars. You are the foremost expert in hybrid racing. You have commentated a few high rocks uh, races. You just you know the stuff. You talk yeah. to the people. You're out there, passionate about this this platform. So. I'm really thankful you were able to join me on this. We we previewed this last year and it was a lot of fun. Last year oh, yeah. was unique because it was basically the only thing we had going on <laughs> from since February to November. So, but I'm glad it's back around. So did, you, you did OCR Stars last year, right? I did OCR Stars. Yeah, I did. Um, I, obviously, again, I was age group for that and it was fun. I did enjoy it. I was surprised when Hunter announced he was doing this again. I was too. You know, I, I'm, 
I mean, he seemed, it seemed like it really drained on him last year. I know there was a lot, like he, he talked about constantly getting bombarded with emails and, and information and how much work it was. And to no exaggeration, doing one of these things is a hell of a lot of work. It's crazy hard. So I was just stunned that he went back to it, went back for it again. Um, I'm, I'm ecstatic that he, that he has, I've had the same feeling. And in a year that where there are actual races to partake in, there wasn't maybe this need to get people's attention have people to train for it, get people excited to do things again, but there might be something to this. And we'll talk about, you know, where we kind of see this thing going and maybe some of the, the pros and the cons and, and really what it could look like long-term and short-term, of course, because we're going to talk about specific this, uh, this exact season. He's calling it season two. So we'll, we'll go with season for it. Yeah. And so OCR stars in general for, how would you describe it? Like what, how, how would you tell a stranger how do you describe would, uh, OCR stars? Yeah, honestly, so OCR stars, I would describe it as is obviously first off, it is a virtual competition. So I, I would kind of, if I was to try to line it up with anything, the closest thing I could think of would be the CrossFit Open with a more of an endurance based aspect. So you're going to see obviously the CrossFit Open, you're not going to see one mile time trials, five mile, mm -hmm. three mile time trials, things like that. So yeah, it would be like a, it would be akin to a CrossFit Open. Uh, yeah, so it's a hybrid. Uh, virtual event and hopefully to one day be an in-person event. Mm -hmm. and that, that was my thoughts last year for Hunter with, with this, when we were talking, when I had him on the podcast last year, when he first started launching this thing, I was like, do you foresee this being a gateway into like an OCR stars games? And at the time he said no, but this year he's seen, he said, yes, like he's put it out to the public that there might be an OCR stars games or something al along those lines. Which I, I'm trying to think in my head just the, the kind of carnage that a, a race designed by Hunter in person would be. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that, I mean, did you follow the Spartan games? Did you, I mean, did you see everything that was I do, happening yeah, there? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. That's what I was saying. Some, something with guns, something, you know, just like <laughs> through r ridiculous brush. Just, I, 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 yeah, he might need to have like one of those big vision boards and then someone come in and kind of like, bring it down to, to realistic places. So, so no uh, log chopping in Uggs, you know, no, 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 exactly. log chop <laughs> while wearing your Uggs. None of that. He has it all in his little like compound that he lives yeah. in. Um, so yes, I, I would describe it the exact same way, right? It's like, if you're familiar with the CrossFit open, it's basically the same thing. It's definitely in the spirit of that, where each week there's one specific workout that you have to complete virtually. It has to be judged and you get a score. You submit it blindly without really seeing where anyone else it is in the competition. I mean, you can submit it whenever you want and it'll pop up on the leaderboard, but it has to be verified. And at the end of in CrossFit this year was the first time it was ever four, three weeks. It's typically five weeks. And at the end of that, that many, that many weeks, a winner yep. is announced. Someone has earned the win. And that was exactly what OCR stars was last year. It just ended after four weeks. And then there, there was a specific winner for, for it all. So in this podcast episode, I want to preview some of the events that were going this year because he's been very forthright with them. We know exactly what we're looking for. He actually released a video today kind of going into a little bit more details about what, what it's looking like. I want to talk about some of the athletes. This is going to be really fun. I'm, I'm real excited yeah. to talk about the athletes with you, Dave, especially because you have a good sense for who some of the international athletes are and the international athletes are going to make this really interesting this year. It seems like that there's a really good chunk of international athletes who are going to, that will we'll see in this quite often. And last year, this brought a lot of athletes onto my radar for the first time ever. And 
your your co host of the OFX podcast, Bethany McChesney, being one who did really yeah. well. I I had not known who she was, even though she was a good competitor in maybe some of the Northeast regional races, some of the Canadian national races. I just didn't know who she was. Yeah. So it's also a good way to shine light on some athletes who are skilled and who are really talented that we might not see all the times. And then at the end, I want to talk about some of the some tips that we can talk about going into the first event. And we'll just have like general discussions about that. So but yeah, before we yeah. get into it, before we can really talk about all the good stuff, let's kind of talk about some of the things that may have left some some of us wanting more last year, like the the rules and and just like the general way that these virtual events are administered. It can be a little confusing. It can be a little bit challenging. And I think Hunter felt that last year, right? Like the, like the way that people can kind of con- construe texts or videos or if they're coming from a bunch of different places and like people talking to each other, I'm, I'm sure it was a nightmare to, to try to organize and figure out what people think that they need to do. <laughs> and it wasn't all the fault of the people, for sure. They yep. definitely, there was a lot of mixed information coming from them, which are some of the things that I hope are going to be smoothed out this year. Um, so last year there was like a, rule book right yeah, yeah yeah and i think that there will be a rule book this year and last year there were some things that said some there were specific things that were said or written some ways and then it was kind of like oh actually it's not that way it's, it's some other way so there's definitely challenges there so what's your general feeling maybe not even about ocr stars but just like about these yeah. virtual competitions as a whole all right so the first thing that i remember and i'll go back to to the ocr stars to start what you're exactly saying there was a rule book um, mm-hmm. And then the problem was, so there was a rule book on the website and then there was rules on competition corner mm-hmm. and they didn't always jive. They weren't always the same information. So if you read one, you might be getting the wrong information thinking you were solid. And then you go back to the other one. It actually goes to that. And it was difficult to decide which one was the actual rule book. And then there was things that seemed to go back and forth. Like um, I'm thinking on the, um, was it the gripper? No, no, the, the burpee mountain. Mm-hmm. the green tape line on the floor. Did it need to be there? Did it not need to be there? Stuff like that. So there was a little bit of rough communication, I'll call it, right? Whereas hopefully that'll be ironed out a bit this time. And um, I'm sure if it's you and I in a room discussing how a workout will go, we'll be like, yes, this makes perfect sense. People will be able to do this. And then when the questions start flooding and it's like, oh, maybe – yeah. It should be done a different way. And it seemed to be a little bit of, of that. Like, yeah, the Burpee Mountain was a good example. And like, they actually had the order flipped. It like one place it said it started with step overs. Another place it said it started with Burpee. And yeah. like, yeah, I forgot that, that at one point, because the line would make it box facing Burpees, but it didn't mm-hmm. need to be that. It could be lateral yeah, Burpees, which completely changes the workout. Yeah, because the, the line served almost no purpose. Well, actually, did serve no purpose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Um, so I, I guess it's worth noting this just to say to be patient. If you are a participant in this, to be patient with what is happening. Everything did ha- like get smoothed out eventually. The workouts went as, I guess, not as planned, I wouldn't say, but they happened. They so happened. they did happen. So it don't get frustrated with that. And that kind of comes along lines of just controlling what you can, what you can control. Don't worry about what other people are doing, what they're going to do with their races, what they're going to do with their setup. Like just do what you feel is, is what is right to the the rules in which we're interpreting it. Because that's another thing that the, the judging. So my whole thing with this is if, if CrossFit could do it, 
Like, why can't we do it? Yeah. Right. And a, and a very much smaller base as well. Right. So you think there'd be less confusion with that. Yeah. So that, and I think that's something you've talked about before is like the judging for some of these things and even talking about regular hybrid racing in general, like how are we going to, how can we bring this to a greater span of athletes and still have it be even and have the judging not play a factor as to how things are, how the results kind of play out. So how do you feel about like that? Like, why do you think CrossFit has been able to successfully implement something like an open where there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of, yeah, of, I would say uh, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And, and video submissions, probably not that many, right? Probably a thousand video yeah. entries for people who are realistically going to make the games. Right. Yeah. Um, why do you think they're able to do it? And like, what's, <sighs> what's the hold up with on in your end? I think I think with with CrossFit is that they just they have a very I don't want to call it history, but they've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of practice that they've been doing it a long time. So they've they've ironed things out. And plus, they have like they have a large bank of judges and referees to draw on to help out with this. Now, I actually and I am I'm very critical of virtual judging. I've been that way a long time. I actually jumped on the other side of it and I helped judge the High Rocks UK virtual championship hmm. so i actually got to see the other side of it and got to participate in the judging and it is super hard to do so you were you were looking at video submissions yes yeah oh Spent hours after hours <laughs> looking at video, and i'll tell you how, how anal like we got about it was i mean and, and this was a mistake on their part and i saw it as, as soon as i saw it i knew it would be one of the exercises was air squats and you know what that's going to turn into right so in order you know to break the plane I actually took a piece of string across the front of my laptop and would oh. put it at the level of the competitors' like knees. Like their knees. Interesting. Judge that way. And but that's I mean, that's how hard you gotta be. And let's be honest, people will cheat if they got a chance to, right? If they got if, and sometimes they're not even meaning to. Sometimes they have never watched themselves do this exercise and they don't realize they're not getting down far enough. They're not completing that full range of motion. They have no idea. And then other people, other people suck and will cheat. But yeah, but I would say most of the time most, it is, it is the former. Yeah. yeah. It, it is that they're in the competitive spirit. And when you start to do things faster and you might not have a judge there calling you on it in mm-hmm. the moment, then you don't really know. So I would, Definitely recommend having somebody watch you do this and call you on anything. Cause that's, that's one thing CrossFit does. You, yes. it's not virtually submitted. You have a judge who has, they have been certified under something. I've taken it before. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. You just like, yeah. it, it really doesn't, it's not going to stop someone from being a bad judge by taking like this open judge course. But having someone there to keep you honest and be like, well, the standard is this, like get your butt there, finish with your, chest or your ears past your arms for a thruster or whatever it is and being called out on that like just recording it is pretty sticky yeah and the thing about it too and actually this is first tip if you are having someone judge you which you really should definitely don't make it a spouse <laughs> get somebody else <laughs> make it so- <laughs> make it like a buddy because a buddy's gonna go nah dude you're no rap no rap man you know make it someone who's willing to call you out yeah, not somebody who wants to see you succeed no matter what happens. <laughs> someone, someone who can kind of shoot you straight. I would suggest, like, this is what I'm definitely going to do is I, I, I go actually go to a couple of different, like, CrossFit gyms and just reaching out to some of the coaches maybe during the off hours and and asking them to to judge. And even, like, if that means 
buying them some beer, throwing them a couple bucks, whatever it is, compensating them for their time. But if you're a member at a gym, they'll probably do it just because they like you. But I would definitely try to find, and there's, and Hunter does have a network of gyms. I'm not sure how extensive these networks are now where I'm sure you could go and there will be someone who's pumped up about OCR stars. Like uh, my buddy, Mark Falcone over in Westchester, he, uh, Westchester PA, he he's now, he's certified as a place that you can go do these workouts this year. So they should be expanding. Um, but just get somebody who's, who's excited about it and who's going to shoot you straight. Good tip, Dave. I am. And, and like I said, the judging is going to be what the judging is. Um, yeah, I hope, I know that there was some issues in the past and every virtual contest, there's issues with judging. There always will be no matter what. I just, uh, my biggest hope for any judging in any contest is consistency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as consistency is there and they are thorough and really care about the product, then it should be okay. So the one thing I would like to see improved upon is the judging seems to be very decent at the top. needed to filter down a bit more. I see. I see. That's interesting. And that's probably a bandwidth thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, like- you seeing so many videos and, uh, you know, a matter of eyes that you have, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Maybe Vaughn, he's like, Hey, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to watch some of these, but I, I've just, you've, you've talked me out of it. And also <laughs> it's hard. It really is hard. I'm sure it's terrible. And also the consistency piece in the spirit of OCR, would it be consistent if we were inconsistent <laughs> with the judging it would be appropriate wouldn't it it would be i would think that that would fall into consistent with the judging to be just like ah the, and so. stars, stars did that a little bit last year it was like to some little there were some people kind of called on some stuff that was going i don't i don't know if that's what it was but have somebody call you on your end but the the run piece and let's say we'll, we'll say let's save that for the individual events because like there's yeah, a couple okay, of yeah. different things that will um, that'll be a little bit trickier for a couple of, of these. And I think that you you have some things on your mind as well, yeah. um, and we'll just kind of talk that through. But one thing that I think is a little bit it, so when you're we first talking about this idea of like having this conversation, you also wanted to ask like, is there a place for virtual? in the space of OCR. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts in, about that in general? Because I mean, does this, are you including the High Rocks virtual in this as well? Yeah, I think I think there is a place for it. I, it, In my personal opinion, it might not be this time of year. It might be a little later in the year due to the fact that this is like still championship season for a lot of people, especially if you were targeting the OCR market, which mm. OCR stars theoretically should be. Mm-hmm. So... I would say that it would be a little later in the year. The, the dilemma with that being the running. So you're later weather. in the year, you're in the winter, you're dealing with weather. Now mm-hmm. for us, Darkness. For us up here in November, well, we're, we're already dealing with the weather for the run. So it is what it is. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a catch 22 in that situation. I do believe there is place for it. I'm just, it's the timing is everything. And maybe it's a summertime thing, you know, typically, at least in, in our region, the Northeast, generally you're in Ontario, I'm in, in Pennsylvania. Yep. So summer kind of dies down in terms of competition, just because the weather's so extreme yep. and it's not necessarily championship season in the, what looks like the like OCR or hybrid space, even though high rocks is looking to kind of move into. They're getting into the winter. Early That's spring. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, oh, well world yeah. championships will be May as far as I, may. Uh, as I know. Yeah. So, yeah. 
so yeah, that, that that's the timing of things is, is a little tricky. And last year, I remember it was a problem because daylight savings happens in a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks. So, and like the way that where submissions had to be put in, it was like, they have to be submitted by Saturday morning or something. I think they ended up pushing that back and people are like, I, I get off work and it's dark. <laughs> I can't, I yeah. can't do anything. So yeah, timing's, timing's a little bit, a little bit funny, but I think last year it was, okay, when can we do anything? And it was probably like, yes. uh, and I think, and I think that was probably the same with this year. He probably thought about it and pulled the trigger on deciding, yes, he's going to do it. Yeah. Halfway through the year. Yeah. And I remember, I remember last year running and what was it? It was the, um, the one mile time trial, mm-hmm. the one mile time trial, weather was great. It was perfect. And then when I did the other run, it was terrible. Two weeks later. <laughs> so, yeah. It is. So. It is just about that time. Right. Yeah. And I like the I, I like the idea of this in terms of starting a different type of competition than what is currently available to us. I mean, it's it's and by this time last year, I was very frustrated when talking about like the the Spartan games was really frustrating last year. Especially this year was less, but last year was like they were talking like we'll get the pro team out here. They had like two people on the pro team out there, you know, and it was yeah, just so yeah. evident on what they were trying to do last year. This year we're prepared for it. It's like, okay, no one's qualifying for this. It's going to be arbitrary, whatever. And then a few months later, High Rocks essentially did the same thing, you know, with their yeah. invitation. Yeah, it's like, okay, like there, there are athletes here who are willing to do this, who have participated in this. And now it's like, there's different people who, who might belong there, but they haven't proved it more than anybody else. Right. So yeah. there needs to be competition for athletes to, to participate in and, potentially grow and and have a different avenue for hybrid and obstacle race athletes to participate in just a way to facilitate uh, competition. And yes, this is starting at a very basic level. It's virtual, but the, the, the entry is low for a company to start something like this. And if it's something that's popular and continue to grow and build, maybe it could be something where there might be an OCR stars series or something like that, but without needing to have a huge bankroll and needing to come in with, a bunch of investors and a bunch of obstacles. Cause right now it's kind of seems to be the barrier of entry, right? It's just like the manpower to put on an event and to buy all the equipment and things like that. So well, along that lines, like setting up a, a an in-person hybrid event, especially if you're doing it, not, not like an outdoor, not like at a, a, a convention center, like a high rocks or a deck or something like that, but you're going to do this in an outdoor to a private area. It's a much cheaper proposition than setting up, mm an OCR and much more simple to set up. Like I've heard, uh, we have a hybrid company up here called RX one and they set up their event in a day, you know, like they get out Mm. there, everything's set up in a day. Whereas, you know, yourself, an OCR, like a Spartan, they're out there building all week and tear down and then tear down for another three, four days after. So it's a much cheaper proposition. So yeah, from what you're saying is I agree that something like OCR stars does have the potential to grow into something realistic. So hopefully that is the path that it comes. I would I would be happy to see that. And then you have your uh, much akin to like we said the CrossFit Open. You could qualify from online, and then you have your in person event. Which what would you want that to look like for an in person event? You think like what what do you think they could do that would be CrossFit Games, but like because Spartan Games, it seems like they just copied that idea, but it's really not. <laughs> like the no, programming no, for no. that is just absurd. It doesn't like, 
it really doesn't make any sense. It's just like, all right. Like, again, it's clear what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But like, you're not really trying to, like, put all these pieces together and have this multi, multi-day event, like how CrossFit is trying to test all the different skills and strengths of athletes. Um, so what would you want to see over the course of, let's call it three days? Three-day event? Yeah, yeah. Three. If you were to do a three-day event, I do like the way Hunter has set up this one with there's a straight run, there's a mixed and then there's a gym event. I'm cool with that. I think that's a good setup. And in mm. person, I think it would work quite well. Um, I, I actually have no problem with that setup whatsoever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One one compromise run, one run, and one straight gym event. Did you I, catch what the uh, the Grit Games in Texas, what, the, what those folks are doing down there? I have never – I know about the Grit Games. I've seen highlights. I've never seen a full thing, but I have been – and I've talked with Dylan Scott about it. I've been very impressed. I think yeah. they are really doing some fantastic stuff down there. And it's definitely on my bucket list to get down for one. They seem to really know what they're doing. I agree. And it's kind of, if you were to do uh, an in-house or not in-house, like a, a local CrossFit competition, right? Yeah. And those are much easier to find because there are CrossFit gyms and a lot more CrossFitters. But this is kind of what that looks like. It's like one day, four or five events spreading across, yeah. like, and they have rigs and things like that. Um, because that's one thing. With this, you know, we, it's called OCR Stars, right? And Hunter himself hasn't really done an obstacle course race no. in a while, right? So it's like really is like hybrid race stars, especially with these events. It is terribly titled. <laughs> it was before we had high. It was just, it was the first, yeah, it was yeah, a thing yeah. for OCR Stars, right? Yeah, it, was yeah. before, it, was, yeah. it was what we had. Um, so do you think if this was an in-person event, you they would they should have rigs and stuff? Because this doesn't really test how good someone's going to be at obstacles. It's, I mean, there's definitely grip components to it, but in terms of like fluidity and getting through things and and technical aspects of what makes, what makes it hard to get through obstacles outside of strength, we're not really testing that. If you were going to set up, if you were going to set it up in, in that and still target towards the OCR community, that would mean your first event. Let's just say we're going to go with the same deal here. Your first event still stick with the run, the run, your second event, sure, you have your gym event. And then on your third event, you make a TMX style race mm-hmm. and a TMX style course because then you have your obstacles, you'll have rigs and stuff like that, but you will also still have the workout stations and you will still have the run. You have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, you if, might if even that's have to your target off. market. Yeah, yeah. If that's your target market. Quite frankly, just hold TMX again and that'd be great. <laughs> Let's just get on with it. Yeah. They were on the right path. Um, <laughs> and that's the, yeah, you might have to even just lead off with obstacles, right? Like a, like a, yeah. American Ninja Warrior or like the, like the, the, my, or the hundred million dollar mile, million dollar mile. We'll just do a million dollar mile again. Oh yeah. That, or, oh yeah. Sorry. Did you, did you apply for that? Were you a contestant on there? I can't because we're Canadian. Ah, is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of those shows we get that same with the American Ninja Warrior and all those other stuff. We can't apply because well, we're Canadian. There's I no Canadian even... Ninja Warrior. Uh, no, there was a close, they had one at a big, I, I don't So I'll go add a little, they call it the CNE Canadian national exhibition. It's a big fair in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And they had a thing there called the X race, which essentially was an American Ninja warrior style course. And it was set up big crowds. And I did take part in that. Nice. So that was good. Um, I actually went head to head against my son. So that was fun. But, uh, did you win? no, we actually went out on the same <laughs> obstacle. Oh, and it wasn't because we couldn't do the obstacles is because neither of us can bloody jump. Oh, it a jump to something? It was was like, a, a, yeah, it was like a trampoline up to an I-beam and then shaded the other I-beam and we both missed the, the jump off the trip. So. Just came up short. Yeah, and that's it. Too short. <laughs> Need to be Happens. a couple inches taller. Happens. But, yeah. um, 
So yeah, I think that that would be a good place for like having some sort of Ninja Warrior thing to start it, have a run, have a trail run for sure. You know, because that is definitely yes. part of, of OCR, which I did like what they did at Spartan Games this year is have a half marathon trail run, much trail more half, approachable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it could be fun. I, I, I mean, and it, they would need to separate themselves somehow then from, from the CrossFit games and from the Spartan games to try to find something. But then is it overlapping too much on things? Um, I don't know. I guess just got to do it better. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find your niche. And I think he could do, I think in person it could be done well. It could be done really well. But again, it's costly. Yeah. It's expensive. Right. It's an expensive, right. difficult position, especially when you bring in the obstacles. If you're just out there and you're out on a field and you lay out, you know, here's a trail, here's some weights, we do this. That's pretty simple and not very expensive. Once you start building yeah. those rigs, it's a world of price. You might have to like have a gym, like a, a gym sponsor, like an OCR mm-hmm. gym or whatever that is taking care yeah. of that end and you travel to somewhere else to yeah the, and, and the one thing that makes me most excited about this is that it would actually give the athletes who are inside of the sport a chance to shine and give them a platform and a way to qualify through mm-hmm. to 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 a place like it just is exciting from that route where, where it's going to because the athletes are right here and that's what i've been screaming about with all this other stuff it's like they, they're the participants are right in front of you. They yeah. come to all the races. They're, they're there. They, it's what they train for. It's the way they spend way too much money on way too much time on. They're here. So let them do their thing. And that's what I think our hope OCR stars would, would do. The yeah, most. yeah. But that is all down the road. All down the road. For sure. All down the road. Hypotheticals. Yeah. Hypotheticals. So yeah. let's talk about, let's bring it back to now. We'll talk about some yeah. of the, let's just, let's talk about these events. So okay. last year, the there was a pretty decent turnout so let's just talk about who some of the the names that we saw there um in the previous year and and what that looks like so the top five women were lauren weeks um ida i didn't write down her last name just because that's we just know. yes ida steensgard <laughs> who did great in this event like really she yeah. she was really close to lauren and in, in this in an event in in kind of an area where you think lauren would just run away from it then bethany as we said before bethany mcchesney yeah. katie knight got fourth and becca hammond got fifth on the men's side, it was Sergey Perelligan who took it home from Russia, Forrest Bogue, Sean Stevens Whale, the Canadian national champ, yep. 2021 Canadian national champ. What a beast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I finished in fourth, and then Chris Woolley got fifth. So we're going to talk about some of the athletes who will be here. And just from that returning list, Lauren is participating. Ida is participating. Bethany has been on the shelf, right? She's Bethany's out. Uh, I can tell you for sure. She's, yeah, she's out for still dealing with an Achilles injury. Ah, bummer. That thing has been lingering. Ah, uh, yeah, that's because she didn't take care of it right away. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you get when you when you know take care of injuries. Um, Kitty Knight is is back. Who came off of an awesome, uh, wor- like tell tell you ride world championship ultra for Spartan. I didn't She's know on that, fire. I didn't know she had that. I didn't know that was no. part of her repertoire. No, I remember last year thinking when when this when this happened and Katie Knight she was doing okay and then all of a sudden it was I believe it's the gripper chipper and she just flew up the standings. It was Burpee Mountain. She oh, won. it was Burpee Mountain. Sorry, yeah, Burpee Mountain. She, she flat won. out won Burpee Mountain. Yeah, yeah, and a crazy mean, score. So at that time, I thought, okay, this is just like you know a CrossFit girl mm-hmm. who who you know came in and you know did okay and then jumped up on that one workout. But now seeing, oh my god, the the engine she has is there too, and she so she won a beast this year, I believe, and then did so well at the ultra. I think she won the ultra mm. at Tahoe. 
Oh, was Yelter? Yeah, sorry, not Beast. It was Yelter. And, yeah. And then one, and then was she got second place at that race again? Incons- the inconsistency, the consistency, the consistent inconsistency. Spartan comes th- comes through. Thirty minute penalties, unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff there. And then, so those three are back. Becca's not going to be here, and Bethany no. is not going to be here. Uh, Sergey is not on the list as of now. I don't see Sergey on the list, no. I didn't see him on them. Uh, Forrest Bogue's back. Sean mm-hmm. is... Sean is out just, as well. Sean's out. He's been cranking out miles. He's been doing great. Yeah. And then uh, think, thinking how the rest of his OCR season is going to shake out. I'm I, back. I, yeah, you're back. I'm back. And then Chris Woolley is not in. He's also coming back from an injury uh, that he had, unfortunately, training this past year. He was going over after some cool cool world records and just got sidelined for that. So theoretically, by that description, you are guaranteed to win. Second. Forrest second. Is oh, Forrest is in. Right. I forgot. Take it all out. Guaranteed second. All right. All right. All right, all right. Guaranteed second. second. <laughs> so that's who's returning. But let's before we get into what it's looking like for the rest of the competition, let's just talk about the events real fast. Yeah. So yeah. last year was four weeks. Maybe that's too long. But when, in a in a year where there was nothing, it seemed fine. It did. Yes. It still seemed a little long. Uh, I remember on my end, it was kind of, but it was my only event. So I was okay with not needing to kind of train, navigate how to train through it. And I was just like, I'm just going to ride this. And then when it's over, it's over. And then I'm going to chill. When I was setting up my next couple weeks of training with this in here, and I had Madison on my calendar, mm-hmm. don't have to worry about that anymore. But it, it was like, okay, three weeks is plenty for this. So I think three weeks is the right number. I think three weeks is good. And I think in the design of the workouts, one thing that seems to be well done this time is um, they are not as not, not super long. They're not like, like you say, you can slide that into your workout schedule a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, like that, the, the six mile, six mile time trial, that was, that's a big effort, right? That takes you time be ready to recover like through if you're really pushing into it. So I think yeah, this way. I agree. Maybe all right, so let's just go through them. So yeah, the yeah. first one is a three-mile time trial. So last year they did a six-mile. This year just cut it to three. They had did a one-mile the first event. Mm-hmm. They did a six-mile in the third event. This year it's just a three. Um, I think that that's fair. I think it's fine. Yeah, and it's a very common distance, right? And, like, and pretty much it's your 5K time trial that everybody does, essentially. A exactly. Exactly. And this is the one time where we, where we go by meters – it's perfect, and then we just had to Americanize it, just yeah, just for you guys. Just, you know, just had, to cut it down. Just to cut it down. So one thing, um, okay. So that I think it's I think it's a fair test as well. You know, it's yeah. I don't think it's indicative in how well you're going to do in a Spartan Super or a Spartan yeah. Beast, but it's a good it's a good indicator of your general fitness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Generally, if you put in a good five k, you can probably put in a good ten k as well. Yes, right. In, and unless like, you're me. You, you just hard, hard cut off it. Hard stop. Just drop right to the floor. So three is good for you. You can make it through three. The point, well, the point, three. three point two. No dice. No, no good. No. So the second one is a is a strength piece. He's calling it something grip, grip gauntlet. I think yes. is what I think they're what they're calling it. So it's a yep. one rep max deadlift, which is interesting. I'm kind of excited about that. I think that that's kind of a fun fun thing to throw <laughs> in the mix. Then it is. According to his video today, and again, this is where we don't have a rule book, right? Which I think yes. is probably smart that they're waiting to just – they're kind of – it seems like they're throwing things out first. Yes. And I'm sure 
he's getting bombarded with questions to help clarify on the things that he said. And then they're going to go back to the rule book, finalize everything and punch it out and be like, here. So they're, I think they're trying to get some feedback, but right now in his video, he said it's five minutes, five minute max pull-ups with 35 pounds for guys and 20 pounds for female competitors. So weighted pull-ups for five minutes. So yes. the way I interpret that is that you can get off. I, oh, I yeah. first, when he first said that, I thought it was going to be one set of max pull-ups. So it's like, okay, your score is 10. And mm -hmm. then, but now it's five minutes, which is much different. I personally am excited about that part. That's I your, that, that's your I jam? Think, yeah, I think, that, well, it's not just that. It's, I think that's very applicable. And I like the way that works where you can get off. A lot of people will tell you, like you talk to anybody in the bar, I can do 25 pull-ups. Well, no, you fucking can't, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, but what I do like about this is it's a case of here's your time. You bang out as many as you can. I do like the weight because that will help to stop a lot of kipping. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why he set it up this way where you cannot use a belt, right? Where you have mm -hmm. to pinch the legs because I think that's, I think that's the plan is to help stop kipping. Um, right. Yeah. I'm excited about that part. That, that part works for me. And it makes the final part that much more difficult. It's... Yeah a dead hang dead hang from the bar after five minutes of pull-ups yeah which no, is going to be it's gonna no be single arm shake out no nothing you have to keep yep. both hands on the bar which i also like because i know i was worried about about the scoring is what i was worried about how do you yeah. how do you anticipate them scoring this well i think it'll be very similar to last time i think it'll just be positions i, I don't think they'll uh, get too complicated on it no 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 i meant i meant for this specific oh, oh like how long for uh for grip gauntlet like is it going to be uh, an accumulation like, okay, you, your pull up, what you, you did yeah. 300 pounds of your one rep max deadlift was 300. And then you did, I don't know, 20 pull ups. And yeah. then you hung from the bar for a minute. Like, is your score then some <laughs> accumulation of it all? Or if, or was, if you're, or you finish 10th in your deadlift, you finish fifth in your pull ups, and you finish seventh, and then you add up that whole score and like the lowest score wins i think they've got to come up with some kind of numerical value just because the effort it would take to do all that ranking and then switch everything around could be a nightmare and they don't want to get into that i wouldn't think so i think they must have some mathematical way to piece things together but i hadn't thought about that that is a bit of a logistic nightmare because you're dealing with weight you're dealing with reps and then you're dealing with time all time. within the same work so you're doing and then three I different that's one thing like uh, Yan Yancey's workouts are like that. He like Yanceyfies things where it's like he comes up with some score for a workout that I don't really like take add up the time, then subtract it by a fraction. And then like, then uh, like, so I'm hoping it's not something like that because then one way or another, one of these movements will outweigh the other. Right. Yeah, so if someone yeah. it's dead hangs, if someone has like, okay, say it's someone who weighs 130 pounds and they can deadlift 225 and mm -hmm. then someone, but then their dead hang is 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Like, will that dead hang be able to compensate for such a poor, like, and like, will it be disproportionate how well people could do versus each other in each one of the, like, is there some freak who could just go crazy with the pull-ups? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I, I know. It. Like, in, and you can even think about like uh, someone like a, a Casey Catanzaro, mm -hmm. who, who back when I believe it was Rogue put on this dead hang challenge. So she was able to dead hang for I think it was nine and a half, ten minutes. 
So not if, not shaken out? Not shaken out. No, that was a straight dead hand. So if you take someone like that and put them in this, exactly, even if she only deadlifts 100 pounds, you know, one, right. she's going to bang out a, a, quite a few pull-ups in it as well. So, But then you put a dead hang like that, yeah, you need to figure out a way to not have – you're exactly right. You don't want anything super outweighing the other. You want a, some kind of a cumulative score. I really don't know. That's why I'm hoping they do just take the place. Like, okay, yeah. you're the ten, you finish 10th here, 5th here. Fifth yeah, year, you might, your, your score is fifteen. You might and be right. Tie, that's that's and the probably the breaker is pull ups or something like that. Offshoot, you know who I'd love to see do this workout? Hmm. Grant McCartney. Hmm. Oh Grant, yeah. Grant can like I mean we know he's got the ninja skills, but Grant's also a big, powerful, pretty dude, strong, and he could yeah. probably wail out a pretty decent deadlift. I, just on grip strength alone, <laughs> just yeah, probably just would, pick anything up. I would love that's, to see that one. That's a good call. Um. But he's not participating. He's not on the no, list anyway. No, 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 no. He's not on the list. And that's we'll one thing that he didn't. Yeah, get him in here. That's one thing that uh, I'm actually happy that they're not doing this year is last year they paid out for an event win, even though it that that is nice, but it will stop ringers from coming in. I didn't like that that was part of it. I think that you should have had to do all of the events. Uh, the Canadian runner, Laney Merchant, actually did yeah, that. Yeah, you, you can blame Bethany for that one. She um, got her in there, yeah. She got her in there, yeah. And she's a she's an Olympian, and she yeah, came and she won the two runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She quite easily, <laughs> pretty easily, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she won two thousand dollars and like probably finished I don't know twenty something. Yeah, she was pretty bad on the other two workouts. Yeah, I would imagine. I don't even think she did Burpee Mountain. She definitely did Gripper Chipper, which I gave her props for. No, she and... did do Burpee Mountain. It was just really oh, she bad. did. She did. Oh, I yeah. saw the video. It was pretty bad. Probably not. She probably had no fun at all. She's probably like, I'm no. not doing this ever again. No, but she did uh, do it to her credit. So what are your overall thoughts? What do you think about that second event? I like it. <clears throat> okay. Um, if I was designing it, I would make it a little different. Uh, and again, this has to do with the name and the direction of who it's targeted at. And when I look at a one rep max deadlift, that does not scream OCR to me. Um, I do understand the need for deadlifts and uh, the, mm -hmm. the relevancy to OCR, but I think it might've been a better idea to go with a set weight for men, say a 200 pounds, something in that neck of the woods, and then max reps for that, for a time on like a five minutes, like you did with the, the pull-ups, because I mean, you're dealing what's the heaviest you got to really deadlift in OCR is that 400 pound tire, which is actually deadlifting 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. So if you're going through reps of that, multiple reps of that, and then you're picking up balls, I think that kind of has the strength and endurance in it. That's just my personal opinion. And yeah. I worry, yeah, I, you know, and also, am I right in saying the deadlifts with no belt too? That's what he said. <laughs> that's a, I'm sure there's get he's getting a lot of, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's what they said in the, in the video. And I'm sure it's, and he, he said like no chalk. I was like, how are you gonna have no chalk? Um, I, I'm, I'm agreeing that. with them. No straps, no straps. I totally agree. Oh, with that, no, the, point, no the point of the workout is a grip workout. So I'm, I'm down with that. And if you're doing deadlifts with straps on, then you just want to look strong. You don't actually want to be strong, right? Yeah, you're not strong enough to lift what you're lifting. Right. Don't wear straps when you're deadlifting. Um, I like it. I think that that was one of the critiques that I had in last year's is that it wasn't a, there was no weight that could knock people out of a race. Mm -hmm. And there are, there are, scenarios in OCR where someone could be not strong enough yep. to compete at the highest level. Right. And like when we're in a, we're in a clean and controlled environment, a deadlift is 
a good way to to kind of suss that out and how people and like I think it's kind of in, it'll be interesting to see for people's training perspective is like okay Ryan Kent could deadlift I don't know, I'm just gonna say say he can deadlift 400 pounds right yeah. it's like oh man I can only deadlift 200 like maybe if I got stronger it would be helpful in my performance because some of the best athletes out here are much stronger than me and maybe that them being that much stronger than me is like these little parts in the race, like a carry or whatever, maybe it's taking less out of them. So maybe that is something mm-hmm. that would be advantageous. Um, but as you were coming from, from the reps perspective, I'm glad it's not that. I think that yeah. would be worse. <laughs> that would be, be no. really brutal. <clears throat> yeah, it would be brutal. It would be absolutely a suffer fest. It would be, wor- it'd be harder for the grip. It would. I don't think the one rep is going to affect people's ability to do pull-ups no. and dead hang as much. The pull-ups are going to really rock the yes. uh, dead hang. But the deadlift, I don't think is going to matter that much for it. The one thing actually that I found interesting and, um, and you know, I was trying to think outside the box. So you have, I think it's five minutes or seven minutes to accumulate this one rep max, correct? Yeah. Now, my idea, or I would be thinking that some of these guys would be kind of getting prepped before they even start the clock. Mm-hmm. Then start the clock, start the video, get your one heavy rep in, you know, right at the beginning and then take all that rest to get ready for the pull-ups. You know, yeah. And I think that that's not, I mean, I'm sure that's not how they wanted it designed. They want to design, you know, you start the clock, you do whatever reps you need to get, but that's just a little loophole that I saw on it. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that would be that much of an advantage though. Cause yeah. I mean, you're like, I think like if it was, yeah, 225 for, for reps yeah. for three minutes, it's called two minutes. Yeah. Um, that would be able to, to get some sort of, fatigue some pump going yeah after i do deadlifts my grip feels stronger because i've just like put all my focus everything is activated all the way throughout my forearms and hands i don't necessarily think it was going to be very fatiguing even if you do and really you should probably only take two or three stabs at a main lift with seven minutes um even if you're if you're doing a main lift at all like probably like two two or three real cracks at a a pr attempt um so yeah, no, I, I think I like, so I like that they did have a heavy weight. The, the, the pull-ups make more sense. I was under the impression that it was going to be a one rep. Like you need a belt. I thought that at the beginning as well. What do you think about that? I mean, that would have been, again, I, I, I would have been fine yeah. with that too. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a similar thing. Um, I, I like it better the way it is. I do, but the one rep max, it, it is what it is. Um, I would think it would have been interesting to see some of the scores. Me too. I know. Um, what do you think? What do you think someone could like the strongest, oh, some of the stronger geez. people, what do you think they could pull? Well, the, see, the thing is when you get to a one rep max of a pull up with the weight, you need to be a big, powerful dude. But then also you're also pulling that big, powerful dude weight. True. So it's like, you know, you think of a guy like, like Hunter, like Ryan Kent, who are a little bigger and heavier and stronger. Yeah. They're going to be able to pull more weight, but at the same time, they got to lift 200 pounds of body weight on top. Mm-hmm. So you never know. It could be very different. Um, it could be like a forest bogue with like short levers, mm-hmm. not very much yeah. body weight, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Forest still like would be you, an interesting guy. If you strap his full body weight onto him, <laughs> if he, he can probably still do weight, a pull up. Yeah. 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 Right. But I mean, um, you know, you know, it's going to be in the, in the, in the, in the triple digits and it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone could do like one, like one thirty. I think it'd be crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, so 59 kilos. Yeah. I, I, like, I mean, I know there, there, I think there'd be a bunch that would get over the hundred. 
Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, but but it's like the same thing. Once you get over that hundred, it really starts to to peter off and become very difficult. I, mm-hmm. So overall, I like this, and I like that it's the that it's the five reps of deadlifts, just because I don't like the the dead hang <laughs> for their sake to judge someone's dead hang if someone's gonna be just hanging there for like six minutes, seven minutes, it's gonna be like this sucks. But yeah, now it's gonna be like people gonna hang for like two max. ninety seconds, two yeah. minutes, yeah, yeah two minutes. Two minutes would be a great dead hang after that. And I'd be, yeah, I, and I'm actually happy about that. I don't love dead hang for uh, OCR purposes. I don't think it necessarily translates that well. And so training the dead hang, I don't necessarily recommend. But hanging with a big pump, I think it'd be a little bit more in the in the spirit of OCR than just like a dead hang for no reason. Yeah, like uh, dead, dead hanging for training is great for um, more of a beginner set. Yes. When they're just when they're just getting started and you need to be able to carry your own body weight and just start to work those shoulders in and all that muscles and stuff and get prepared. But yeah, mm-hmm. as you get further along, you're really more concerned about traveling through time and space and and single arm stuff and movement 100%. than you are than you are like because it, it should be of no benefit to dead hang for two minutes in an OCR race. Cause if you're dead hanging for two minutes, you have seriously screwed something up. <laughs> you are way behind. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Pack. <laughs> you should have dropped off and started again. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah. So overall, I like it. Let's move on to the final one. He's calling yep. this one fork, fork in the road. And I've just yes. been calling them the, the CrossFit games. Yeah, like OCR yeah, stars yeah, 21.3. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's what I'm going. So fork in the road. So this is interesting, right? Because this is the first time, and this is something CrossFit has never done, has introduced a run into the open. There's never been a run in the open. So, and just for judging purposes, and I'm sure in CrossFit, you could probably do, you could get a wheel out and have it and and have maybe different, it would be a pain logistically. So this is going to be interesting. And the way that you're going to need to go off of Strava or your watch to, to do a mile run up front, you come in to do a gym workout, and then you got to do a mile in the back. So it's bookend by two sp- separate miles, which yeah. I love. And then you get two choices in how you want to complete a set amount of reps. So it's either 10 rounds of five thrusters with 50-pound dumbbells and or 35-pound dumbbells, which is pretty heavy, and seven heavy. toaster bar or five rounds of 10 thrusters and 14 toaster bar. So it gives you that so the idea is that it gives you a route to take the more difficult route to make the lache to get to take this the faster more difficult way to help save you time or to strategically take one that is going to be more suited for your skill set which i think is a really good idea yeah i i actually i love this workout as a concept i think and this is the kind of workout i enjoy doing things like this this is great so i think it's a very good concept it's a very good test um the weight is heavy, so I like that you can drop the reps down because some of the people in this who may be more runner orientated are going to really struggle to put ten reps together of those weights. Even to clean, weight. even some people yeah. are gonna have a hard time getting it on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah, like the two two fifty pound dumbbells to do thrusters with is is no joke. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of weight. You see them sometimes use that same similar weight in CrossFit games, and mm-hmm. you know, again, geared towards a different audience. So that's that's a lot of weight. Um, the issue I have with this workout, like I said, I love the workout. The issue with I have is the logistics because you're going to need a decent area to run your mile. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to need to be able to jump into a, wherever, somewhere can be at the side of a track on the side of the road, wherever, where you have your dumbbells laid out, but you also need a good, strong, steady bar to do your toes to bar from. 
and that's where it becomes difficult if you don't have a nice setup with a private setup gym where you can run in and out of and stuff like that. It's really difficult. And the other issue, and I have the same issue with the first one with the the three mile time trial is GPSs suck ass. Like I can have one to run with my, my wife. We run side by side. We both have Garmin watches and hers says she's done 50 meters before me every time. And that's Mm -hmm. on a short run. So that's where I think this, this might be a step backwards because last year you were able to video on the track. And I thought that was ultimately very, very fair to be able to Mm -hmm. video on the track. You could count loops. You could see the person the whole time. I liked that setup and this GPS Strava stuff. It, it is what it is. It's probably, you know, just the lack of better technology and it will get better, but for right now, it could it could really skew in, in these distances, especially when you're considering just a one mile run. Right. You know. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and I'm guessing what their thoughts are by having a max run, like a five k run, that if someone runs or uh, eight, whatever, say eighteen minutes for three miles, and then their first mile in this uh, fork in the road is four thirty, it's like it, you're. <laughs> you're wrong. (laughs) It's just not, it's just not the case. So that is one thing I think I was thinking, and like, you're right about the private gym setup, but you're, what most people are probably gonna have to do is find a CrossFit gym that has open gym hours and do it then. And I'd probably even wheel out. I'm I'm probably going to wheel out a mile or a half mile. Mm -hmm. So I know because for me, the, the, my, biggest thought barrier is the GPS doesn't pick up very well in and out of the gym. Yeah. So I don't, and sometimes it's way off and in a specific place where I, where I'm thinking. So I'm probably going to wheel one out anyway, and maybe even just record that. And, um, but that, that, that is a, a logistical stretch for most people. I understand. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. Like, like I said, love the workout. That's great programming. That's fantastic fun, but yeah sketchy that way and the, the hard part is really because you could go to a track and do it you could bring the dumbbells out it's that solid bar for those toes to bar it's the combination like if it was uh, a mile and then say it's the same thing five thrusters and then seven burpees over the dumbbells yeah something like that yeah something but like it, that and i love toes to bar like that's uh, same I, i'm all about that that's great it's just it's so difficult to set up um but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. This workout, though, I think will be great to watch to see who does well at this. This is something I want to see someone like Ryan Kent do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be fun. I think this is going to be a fun benchmark. This could yeah. be like a score that, that people have, you know, it's like, and, and kicking's like, oh man, yeah, they've been 18 minute fork in the road. It's like, oh, wow, that's great, man. <laughs> like, it's something that could, like, like a Fran for OCR. And I felt that same way about Burpee Mountain last year. Like Burpee Mountain was a great workout, you know, just. No one wants work. to do that ever again. I did No it one's again. ever going to do it. Great. <laughs> you you did great. it on yeah, your own. Yeah, I did it on my oh own. It was great. God. I enjoyed it. Jeez. It was actually my sh- best workout of the competition. <laughs> Goodness. I, I should probably do it again. I just paced it like a psycho. I was like, I'm going to go as hard as I can right from the start. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no fun at, at minute two going forward. None at all. all right. um, okay. What else? Anything else to add about that? before? Because we'll. we'll as we go through, I want yeah. to talk about more specific things and maybe in, in, in future episodes. Um, but let's just talk about some of the athletes who are going to yeah. be out here. And, and so I set up a very basic way of ranking everybody. It is just opinion rankings. They're, they're not 
really steeped in anything besides just like what I could look up in, what I knew about the person, what I could look yeah. up on the CrossFit game site, what I could look up on Hyrox site. Hyrox is a pretty decent f- search feature. Yeah, you're, they you're do. Try, it's not bad. Only the it's only really good. You can pick people out and you can see their times, but you, you can't see where they did it, which is a little strange. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. But, but, but yeah, then, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. But then, so I sent you these these things, and then I sent mm-hmm. it to Jack Bauer because I'm like, no matter how much I think I know about something, Jack knows a couple people more than me, knows a little bit more about them, and he took this the the spreadsheet and just Bowerized it, and it's like a beautiful spreadsheet now. It has it's like so now we have some like decent rankings here and just like some some things we can kind of talk about. I've been I've been looking at it and I'm just baffled by the numbers. It's just fantastic, and I mean Jack is Jack. He's he's one of a kind. Jack is Jack, and and he he is he's kind to those like you or I who have. Yeah, he probably looked at the spreadsheet and was just like, "Okay, this is where I'm not supposed to make fun of somebody for that." No one, no one likes when I make fun of them for their Excel abilities. So, so I appreciate that about Jack. Uh, so basically, the the things that I kind of tried to put into play here were how well people do in OCR, what kind of runners they are, like straight yeah. straight land running kind of what their like strength and CrossFit, I kind of put into one, like how well they do in CrossFit and and specifically if you know anything about their strength numbers. And I broke that out again uh, separately with hybrid racing because mm-hmm. I feel like a good CrossFitter might not be a good hybrid racer. A good hybrid racer oh, yeah. certainly doesn't necessarily mean they're a good uh, CrossFitter or even that strong. They're stronger than probably the runners, but not even necessarily that strong. No, definitely not. No. I mean, CrossFitters are such, is such a skill set orientated thing with the Olympic movements and the different gymnastic movements that they do. It can have zero bearing on, on, like you say, on any kind of hybrid race, depending on what it is. Totally. So some of the, some of the women that we're looking at overall, um, let's just go through, let's just each pick two or three people to kind of talk about and, 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 uh, and we can just kind of vamp on them and talk about how we think they're going to do on here. And then we'll get some, some sleepers down the road or something like that. How's that sound? Okay. Sure. Sure. So do you want to start? Let me start. Uh, you can start. I, I got some names, but you start. Let's start on the female side. Yeah. I would like to highlight Lauren Weeks. <laughs> Lauren Weeks is the obvious person. You are here. really hanging low hanging fruit there, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> if we're, we're talking about hybrid racing, we're talking about OCR, if we're talking about anything in this space this year, you got to mm-hmm. talk about Lauren Weeks. She is, she, last year when she did this, it was kind of for, she won the, she hammered everybody in the High Rocks virtual, right? Yeah, yeah, she did good. Yeah, she like, was. She, yeah, she won the High Rocks virtual, and then that was uh, Rachel Vonderack that was in second place behind her on that one. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Rachel didn't do this. She did not do OCR Stars last year, and I didn't know. No. I didn't know much about her even last year. That um, was where she kind of was vaulted onto the scene. Got my attention was in that High Rocks virtual, and then that's how she got her invitation to the Dallas Invitational. Wow. Okay, so that makes sense. So then, but last year they were doing a. The first event was a mile and Lauren ran five twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at that and how that was stacking up against some of the other like OCR pro team members, those Spartan pro team members, and it beat a lot of them. And this is somebody who has no running experience in terms of, like formal run training, just had been doing CrossFit, hadn't done any obstacle course races. And I was like, she's already kind of as fast as everybody else. And, and as we've seen her since then, she's won. Uh, two world championships, two Hyrox world championships. Uh, well, yeah, so she won the she won the the world championship this year when she set the record, and then she also won that elite twelve. Call it a world championship or not, whatever you want to do. So yeah, technically, we'll, we'll go with two world championships because that two was world championships, a, a U.S. championship in Hyrox. A she's been on top ten at the 
at several U.S. National Series races this year. I wouldn't be surprised if she won the Spartan Games, honestly. Like, looking at it, I was like, she might have won this thing. I don't know anything about the results. No one's saying anything. Yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm not that interested. But I wouldn't be surprised that's the thing. So, coming into this, and with these events lined up, I'm going to love what she's going to run, see what she can run a three-mile in. I think that that fork in the road, she's just going to murder everybody. She's yeah. going to murder everybody. Like, Rachel might be able to hang around, but I think Lauren might be faster. Yeah, Lauren is faster. Lauren is definitely a faster runner. I, I, I have all the faith in the world in Rachel. She's a, she's a friend and she's an awesome person and she's a killer athlete. But I think the way these workouts are set up, it does favor Lauren Weeks because Lauren is a better runner. And other than the middle one, um, but even then, I don't, I don't know about Rachel's dead hang and stuff. And the one thing where I did look at to get some of the strength pieces down is from last year's uh, 21.4 which was after 21.3 it was like that clean and jerk complex yeah at, at the crossfit they're they lifted almost identical almost the same i yeah. would have thought rachel might be a little stronger in that but but maybe it's lauren's technically sound on that but i don't think lauren's that good at olympic i don't i, I think no. she would tell you that she's not very good at olympic lifting um yeah. so i would put i would put my money on rachel to have the best deadlift for the women though that mm. that i'll put out there yeah, but, I know yeah. there's some ringer on here that I don't know. I do not. Well, I'll say Faith Cook. Faith Cook oh, could be one yeah. that could give her a run on that one. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would imagine that is the case. Um, yeah, so Lauren Weeks, top to bottom, I think is going to do really well. It's going to be really interesting to see. And like what kind of deadlift number she's going to pull is going to be really fun. I'm just really excited to see how Lauren does in this thing. I, I, yeah, I can't help but think Lauren's a prohibitive favorite. I mean, she's she's so well-rounded, and she's done nothing this year but improve her running capacity, improve her engine. And now with it going from one mile to three miles, I think that just favors her more. You know, I think she'll be able to hold, hold on more. Yeah, yeah. The one the one thing with, with Rachel, I think – I wonder if like 5K PR is because – Rachel at her best as a runner was a collegiate athlete yes. was a national qualifier division three national qualifier. Like, so you're a good runner. So nobody in this field is probably as fast as that yeah. <laughs> different athletes now. Right. Yeah. Someone that I'm really interested to see how they do. And I don't want to say that they're going to win or anything like that, but it's just because she's had such a year and she's done everything is Chris Rigolowski. Mm. Whereas she has been all over everything, no matter what's been thrown at her, she's done well at it. And I would not underestimate her for anything. And she is really deceptively strong. You know, she, she, she's not going to get blown away at anything. She's going to hang in there with every one of these events. So she's the one that I could see just being a level across the board. So, you know, she'd be one that would maybe place like fifth in everything, you know, and, and not maybe win anything. I could see that for sure. And that's kind of the athlete who she, that she's been this year where no matter what she comes out and she's doing, she's like sticks her nose in it, gets on podiums, isn't blowing people away. But yeah, I think she does have a little bit like that Texas strong farm, farm type strong stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think she grew up that way. Like, you know, using her hands, being out, getting dirty for a long time. So I would, seeing how, what she could do, she probably never, never does it, but she does do the majority of her training in at that grit OCR. Mm -hmm. So like, yes. They have coaches there. They have barbells and stuff. So I'm sure she she could yeah. easily f figure out how to do with that. Um, yeah, she she is going to be interesting. This is one person that is almost like this conundrum in in OCR sometimes, where it's like they don't run that fast. 
they're not that strong, <laughs> but they're like really good at OCR. So yeah. it'll be cool to see how things are broken out for her. And she's really good at obstacles. Oh yeah. And I have, I, I spoke with her before and on, on one of our podcasts and I told her, I said, I've been trying to preach that OCR has becoming this specific, specificity sport where you have to focus on a certain distance and she's doing everything in the world to make me look stupid. She, so she just she's took just, that. I was like, no, watch. no, she's like, no, just hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what she does. So well, she just does whatever she thinks is cool. She's like, yeah, that's exactly cool. what she says. I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. So she's great. Um, big fan, big fan. Oh, so another one who I think will definitely shake up this competition for a little bit for sure is Emma Cook Clark. Yeah, Re- definitely. Re- she can run. <laughs> she can run, man. And like the way she can run on the trails, at least compared to the athletes that we've seen at the U.S. National Series races or the, uh, you know, like the, the North American Championship, she just looks so much faster than them. So I'll be interesting to see how she does on like a flat three mile. Because I know her background is more of trail. I don't more, know what her more trail, more trail track or, or road background is. Yeah, and she's another one that I wouldn't underestimate for anything. Um, so you would think you'd see her run. You would think, again, she's a runner. But I was in Red Deer, and she came up to the, to the plate drag. And she pulled that thing like it was nothing. She was actually chatting as she was pulling it, going, hey, how you doing? Because I, I was like, so, yeah, she is not a... Uh, 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 a slight woman. She is strong. No, and she's not some of the, the athletes who come in who are just runners and just have a terrible time with every obstacle. She is not that. I mean, she's a firefighter. Yeah. She's got the juice. Like she's got power. She may, she might actually be our, the, the female version of Sean Stevens whale this year. She could really surprise people and jump in there. That's an excellent call. And watching her at Tahoe kind of navigate these obstacles. I mean, not smooth. She's only been on them a couple of times, yeah. but athletic enough to get through it that I think something like toes to bar broken out into smaller sets, like um, sevens, she could yeah. probably do four and three, 10 times. Yeah. And that I think would put you in a good cadence to do pretty well. And to make up, a, she should probably make up a ton of ground on the runs. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's going to fly on those runs. Like she will be fast. Yeah. So she'll, she'll be, she'll be great to watch. And um, so I'm excited to see what she's got there. And then I, I throw one more out there and we talked about it a little bit before Katie Knight, mm-hmm. you know, she was there last year. She proved that like on a Burpee mountain on these workouts that she can hang, she's got that experience and that background there. And she has definitely been working on her running. So, you know, she's someone that again could jump up higher. She, she, I think is better suited or I don't know, better suited, better prepared for this competition this year than she was last year. And she did great last year. So she can def. I, w- I would definitely see her in the top five. Yeah, yeah. Finished fourth last year, so yeah. Figure what that flat speed looks like. I just still can't believe how well she did in that Ultra World Championship. That's yeah. freaking amazing. It's just, yeah. like, it's just like grit. Like it's just like tougher than everybody. Like how did that even happen? <laughs> I don't know. She and she seems like such a great person. So I mean, and yet she's she gets these. She, I've said it before. She gets these hard knocks. Like she's the one who got. Uh, she got the ninety minutes and burpee penalties. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I thought back to the high rocks where she got DQ'd for falling over in, in the lunges, which by the way is wrong, but that's okay. It is wrong. It is totally wrong. Right? If you read the rule book, she should have been given rules. a 10 meter penalty. And that's in it. Like, yeah. Like, and I had a judge saying that one time to me in high rocks, like, Oh, if you put it down, you're disqualified, which is so stupid in the first place. And I was like, no, that's not right. I read it in the thing. And that is not going to happen. Like it doesn't make sense. To any of the competition, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, that race wasn't going that in the first place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, and last one, I'm just going to throw out Tara Jackson. I mean, like she's oh, been crushing Decafit. Yeah. She's been in at, at another Spartan Games athlete. She trains really hard and seems to be really smart about how she kind of goes about it. And she comes from a running background, is in the gym all the time. So we'll see. We'll see how yeah, I think that she'll she'll mix it right up. I think she has a shot top three for sure. And you know what's interesting is so we've mentioned all these women who are all great women to mention. We didn't touch on Alyssa Hawley, mm-hmm. who's always been deadly and strong. Uh, Edith Steinsgard, who was on the podium last year. Second last year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, these are the women's field. Alex is, Walker's in the field. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Alex Walker. Yeah. How can you? This field is fantastic for the women. i that very excited. That was when we first talked, talking like yesterday, the day before that. And the first thing he says, like, these, this women's field is stacked. I was like, oh, dude, legit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think it's gonna be fun. To, I think it's gonna be fun to see how, how that all shakes out. We'll, we'll get, it'll be fun to kind of look at the results as they come through. So let's move on to the men's side. The men's side has more athletes yes. than, than like listed, but some of the names, some of the top names we might be a little bit less familiar with. I think there are some going to be some names, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, some international athletes, some high rocks based athletes that have come onto our radar the past year who could really mix it up. Um, so yeah. So who, who, who do you got your eye on here? Well, I'll go with, uh, Diego Miguel Lusa. He was on the pod. He was on your podcast, right? He was on our podcast. And the reason being he was on our podcast is he's the guy that came out of nowhere at the high rocks world championship. And just ended up third on the podium, almost got second. He you and Bracken were like, is this guy cheating? Where did this guy come from? Who is this person? <laughs> it was actually to the point, and I told him this, we were we were going through his things to see if he missed a lap or something. Because <laughs> he was out of nowhere, but no, legit. He was and then Jack actually mentioned after, because of course Jack knew all about him. <laughs> and he was um, you know, he's been killing Spartans, he's been at Tahoe and done well at Tahoe in the past. He is just one of these guys who, because of where he's from, he's Portuguese. We do not see him very often, but he is a killer athlete and he has all the tools to do really well at this. He's fast, he's strong, and, you know, he is also one of those guys. And I don't know what kind of pull up prowess he has, but he's not super heavy. Yeah. So he may be able to do very well at the pull ups and the dead hangs. So he didn't, he didn't appear very tall either. No, he's not. not he's like not. Sh- yeah. Which is, no. which is better for pull ups for sure. So um, yeah, he's, he's someone to watch out for. He's, he's got all the tools. He, uh, yeah. So when Jack, so Jack went through and also added some of his rankings here, he had him ranked pretty high in the OCR part. He mm-hmm. had him like the sixth overall athlete in this, uh, like right behind Forrest, right in front of uh, Grayson Kilgore, who are both good, uh, OCR athletes. And I didn't know him as that. I just knew him as a hybrid athlete and he has, yeah. and I've talked to him a little bit, uh, via Instagram and he kind of, ta- he's a, a CrossFit gym owner, right? Yes. And so he is more on the CrossFit side of things. He did fairly well in the open. His strength lift wasn't spectacular but for a guy his size it's it's what you would what you would think and the pull-up workout he did fairly well in that pull-up workout this past year like the the toes to bar one and then the pull-up one so i'm not sure what he can run did he mention what his running times were i do you know i don't i don't know what his running times were but he uh, my guess is he's going to be in that you know 15 to 16 5k range would be my guess and he's Hmm. he's a quick dude like he that's what I mean. And he's so familiar with these movements, like these ones, toes to bars, thrusters, owning a CrossFit gym. He's ready for that. Nothing here is going to catch him off guard. You know, his deadlift might not be as powerful as a hunter or somebody like that, but 
he's still going to do well. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Tiago on the podium at all. He's going to he's going to be a damn problem. And as we go through these like yeah, he's going to cause you hell. <laughs> participating in this. So I'm going to be looking for holes in everyone's game. Be like, nah, it's no, but I don't, I don't necessarily see it. I hope he gets buried in the, in the 5k. I don't necessarily yeah, yeah. think that that is going to happen, but um, <laughs> so yeah, he's going to be a freaking problem. Yeah, he will. Um, I see, I'm talking about Ryan. Ryan that, Kent? Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. talking about Ryan Kent. Yeah. Who? Never heard but of him. Ryan Kent. I'm going <laughs> straight to the top and be like, I told everybody about this guy. No one was listening, but, yeah, Ryan Kent last year at OCR Stars, I think it was his world was kind of shifting around quite a bit. And since then, it seems like he's really figured out his schedule. It seems like he's really figured out how to train. It seems like he's in as good a shape as he's ever been in, honestly. So it, it, it'll be cool. And for someone, he's interesting to me as as well. Sort of how Chris Roglowski is. I don't. I think he has been pretty fast. I don't know how fast he is now. I don't know how strong he is. You would assume he is both of these things, but I don't think he is extreme on any of it. No. I think he's just like really, really good at all of the stuff. And it, and you just see it in the results and it's consistent in his results in across a bunch of different uh, avenues for OCR. So I can't wait to see what he runs in a, in a three mile. I can't wait to see what he deadlifts. I think he's going to smash the pull-ups. Um, and the dead hang, I think, will do fairly well. And the last workout, he should do pretty well in as well. Yeah, I would think so. I'm I'm interested in his deadlift too because I I don't know. I'm sure he does a, a decent amount. I'm sure he'll have a decent score on that. And it is interesting to me that he has severely targeted you. Like, I mean, he is out to destroy everything you do. He wanted to take your records from Decafit. Now you went in this, so he went in this. I mean, you know, he's clearly he he does not want you to win shit. Bring it. I say bring it. Side yeah. note, I really do look forward to seeing you and him go head to head at a deck of fit one day. I really Me too. That one. Yeah, I can't wait. Like uh, I don't think I'm gonna go to Denver for it, but no, keep I it at sea level. Keep it at sea level, right? <laughs> Not going yeah. up there. I'd be terrible. Uh, well, I had a built I have a built in excuse. I'd be telling everybody I'd be a social media post, don't typically race at altitude, but here it goes. <laughs> Stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think I, I'm real, I'm real interested to see how, how he does here, but he's, he seems so fit doing running 60 minutes by himself at LA for mm-hmm. high rocks was really impressive. I was like, Oh man, dude, really fit. And the 17 and he, and he something was disappointed in it. Was he? Oh yeah, yeah. He did say he's like, Oh, he's my actually, effort wasn't really there, but he's, he's by himself. I don't know. Yeah. So that's so, what I mean. He's, he's, he, I agree with you in his assessment. He's probably fitter now than he's ever been, especially for things like this. He might not be like beast fit or ultra fit, you know, no. for a Spartan, but for something this a shorter distance, shorter time span, I think he's really ready to go. Mm-hmm. 5k will be interesting. The 5k is going to be interesting. And he didn't do particularly well in gripper chipper last year. Mm-hmm. So what that means for toast bar, how proficient and skilled is it with the exact CrossFit movements? Cause again, dumbbells, thrusters, very CrossFit centric. How is it going to do with the transitioning? Cause he's a good hybrid athlete. He's not, he's not a CrossFit athlete. No, he's right? not. that's no. that. He's not. And I don't think he ever necessarily was. I think he does that style of workouts. But like you mentioned before, CrossFit athlete, CrossFit is a skill. And there's yes. ways to do dumbbell thrusters. And there's ways to transition the toes to bar and move it back and forth. I don't know if he has that in him. He could probably figure it out. But in a virtual competition without being able to cue people around, I don't know. Yeah, figuring it out and being and being super skilled at it are two different things. I mean, different. I, I can do these movements, right? I can do that stuff. But I cannot do it at the level that a crossfitter can and yeah the time they save is just where they blow you away but 
Ken will be awesome. I do think it's great that you've managed to pick the two favorites. That's awesome. You're doing amazing. I'm crushing <laughs> this. It's doing amazing. Who you got? Forrest Bogue. I mean, nice. he did so well at last year. He is the toughest little man in the world. I, the only worry I have is that he has been battling some sciatic issues. But if he is clear with that, I would not put it past Forrest to repeat and be up there again. Um, I do worry a little bit about the 50-pound thrusters. That's a lot of weight for someone for a size. Not that he can't do it, but that he may not be able to do it at the level of somebody like a Ryan Kent. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, that's a lot. But other than that, I think, I mean, he's going to do well on the 5K. You know, he's a decent runner. That last mm-hmm. workout, I think, suits him very, very well, right? Like the, the toes to bar and the run is going to be good. So if he is capable of banging, and I think I could see him doing the shorter sets because he's really quick at transitions. Mm-hmm. I could see him doing the shorter sets and doing quite well at that. So and in, in these virtual competitions, Forrest has proven all the way through he is not to be underestimated. Between the high rocks, the DECA, yeah. the OCR stars, he is always up there. He's a workhorse. He can do it like a put a workout in front of him. He's gonna he's gonna take it on and, and really attack it. Yeah, the weight, the, the two heavy parts of this will be interesting to see how he, he's not gonna back yeah. down from it, obviously, but it'll be interesting to see how he does handle something like that. If a weight isn't a problem for him, usually someone who would have a shorter range of motion. Those mm-hmm. uh, toes to bar will be faster. The thrusters should be faster. And he did, did run really well in OCR stars last year at the six mile. Yeah. was something that I, I didn't know he had. He ran like 525 or something like that for the six mile. Yeah. So I, And that was something I wasn't sure that he had. So I was really impressed by that and just his ability to, you know, there was a 50-pound weight in Burpee Mountain, but like shoulder loaded, this and that. But like it was only still one. Hand. It was only yeah. one. It was only yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, it's not two. Um yeah, and you got to mention him. He's he's got to be the the favorite coming back because yeah. he is, um, he's there. Okay, I'm gonna give you a name, Jeremiah Mahan, Mahan Mahan. Okay, I guess Jeremiah Mahan. I do not know much about. Do you know much about Jeremiah? I do. I talked to him a little bit on Instagram. He's about a seventy minute, I think, high rocks guy. So he's done okay. a couple high rocks events. He he's run. Um, he can run in the four fifties for a mile. Where his strength is, is his strength. He is a ex-powerlifter now kind of transitioning into the hybrid space. Wow. So he's going to pull over 500 pounds. In, uh, and he's not he's built like a powerlifter, so he has short levers. So I'm sure he's going to smash the pull-ups as well. Dead hang, who knows? Don't know if he's going to get buried in the 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he does some training with Cole Schwartz, who's also in here, who should do pretty well yeah. across, across the board. And Cole says uh, – Jeremiah runs faster than he does now. His compromised isn't as uh, isn't as strong when it comes to something like a high rocks event as as someone like Cole with Cole's OCR background. But he's gonna he's gonna be somebody, especially in that second event. He might take the win overall, and and, and I think he can do things like toes to bar, and those thrusters are gonna be light. So if he can hang around on the runs, and if he's been, and I know he has been working on that considerably. I just don't know if his high end running is going to be there with um with the top of the field and i don't know how how much ground he's going to lose if he can if he can plug it out and be in the middle of the pack for there i think he has a good shot going into that last event to really be be someone to look out for that is a scary combination that you know somebody who who has pulled that kind of weight and has that background so i mean his his skill set and his understanding of this <clears throat> of the movement is so good and then to be able to who has dropped down and now is able to run so the question just i would have is from your description is does he have the cardio to recover during these workouts, right? Like 
you know, especially on that last workout, does he, you know, after he running that hard mile is all of a sudden those toes to bar are smooth is all of a sudden that, and then back out on that last mile. Right. So just yeah, that, he's that's in, what I wonder. He'd be in danger of blowing himself up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On something like that for sure. All right. I got one for you and, um, he might not be a favorite, but he's kind of new on the scene and he's one of our guys from out here, uh, Brennan Neely. Okay. So Brennan Neely is, uh, he just kind of jumped on Spartan scene recently. He was, uh, the other guy in red deer that got uh, disqualified and then oh, he was in second, right? He was behind. He, he was, Nick, he placed, he? uh, at that time he was in second, he ended up fourth and then got bumped down. So yeah, he was in fourth behind. Okay. We're calling behind Mick. Sean Stevens, whale, Aaron Newell, and then Brennan. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a runner. Good he's class good. of runners. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at like a, a mid fifteens for his 5k. So, mm. I mean, he's going to be okay there. Is that and fast? He's, yeah. Yeah. He is. And he's a decent, powerful guy. He's a firefighter as well. So, you know, he's, well, hey, I think Brennan, like, I don't know that Brennan's going to be podium, but I would definitely expect him in the top five, top 10. And uh, he's one of those guys, again, he's gamer. He's, he go out there. He did the beer mile. I think he had a pretty good run in the beer mile, you know, and just has that that great attitude. So, definitely the other guy, Brendan Neely, somebody to watch. Good one. Yeah, really, really strong one. Uh, last one I want to talk about here is, and I want your help on this one is is Gregory Rezon Rezoncio Rezon 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 Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is where we need Jack. We just need to have Jack around. Just to, I should have had him spell this phonetically. But this is yeah. another uh, hybrid high rocks athlete, right? Yeah. He did. He also did pretty well in the world championships this past yeah. just a couple months ago. Correct? Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't in the top five, but yeah, he's he's another another decent guy. And uh, Jack had him ranked really high in the OCR rankings. It'll be interesting to see how well he does on the strength end of things. And these are things I'm just going to talk about a bunch of guys right now, like. Yeah. With with this guy, with with Dylan Scott, with with Brent Hastrit, like like these hybrid athletes, like how well are is everybody doing things individually, and how much does it matter for the final product, and how or how specific do you need to be in these hybrid races to really get the best results for that, mm-hmm. you know? And that like Kent is sort of along those lines as well. That's why I'm very interested in what he's going to do here. But, you know, you'd imagine his is going to be a little bit more impressive than some of the others just because yeah. of the pedigree of athlete he is. But, like, what is Brent going to run for a three-mile? You know, like, what is Dylan going to deadlift? You know? I don't think a lot. <laughs> you wouldn't think so, but he's a powerhouse in, in freaking in, in hybrid racing, in a sport, in, in, in high rocks in particular, where you need to be strong and – you know, it's not an apples to apples, but it's still a strength marker. So it's when, just. But when we talk specifically about Dylan Scott is his, his training is so, so specific to high rocks. You know, everything he does is, is right there. I mean, so yeah, I don't expect, I expect Dylan to put in a decent run. He's done okay in Spartan races. I, I think he'll be good. I, you know, I don't think he'll be right up there, but he'll be upper middle of the pack kind of deal. You know, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be hanging around. Um, his thing is usually like if these events were two hours long, I would bet him to win. <laughs> if they were you all know? back to back, yeah, back, if they were all back to back, 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 back <laughs> yeah. he threw them all together. Dylan would take this for sure. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, he'll be another one interesting to see how he does. That was another name I was going to throw out there just because he is so interesting. But well, I have no idea where he's going to come out. <laughs> like I don't, I've no never, idea. I, I've never even seen him do a pull. I know he can do pull ups. I'm I've sure he can. <laughs> and like you know, he he comes from a running background. 
Yeah, but I'm not yeah. sure he's like training to run a fast 5K. I mean, if he put some time in, like he's done OCR races, like you said, but like he's like mid pack generally. It, it, but in this specific high rocks, he just smashes and it's like undeniable. So I'm very interested in seeing how he does. All right. What about For the Rich sure. Ryan guy? Oh, man. Big dark horse, a sleeper pick right there. Uh, yeah, man. I'm excited. I think, I think that. I mean, I love the way these these stack up for me. I mean, that I won the six mile last year. Yeah, I'm not in nearly the shape that I was then, but I think I sh- I should be up to the top three or four. Uh, Jack had a couple guys highlighted here: Blue Benadum, who I don't know, and James Jasper, who I guess is a firefighter who has a record for a mile in in the firefighter gear. Firefighter gear. Yeah. But it's like 630 in firefighter gear. It's pretty good. But he's like, he was like a 155 high school half mar- half half miler. And this guy, Blue, just ran 227 at Boston. Um, so good. Very Freaking fast. Run, so yeah. I don't know what, yeah. So I don't know what that's going to translate like to a uh, five mile, uh, three mile. I'm sorry. Um, I just want, I just want to be Kent. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Nothing else um, matters. Yeah. On the strength stuff, I'm, again, I'm glad that I'm, I'm, Pretty excited about the deadlift part. I think that that will go well. Uh, the pull-ups, I'm not sure. The dead hang, I th- I'm just hoping everybody gets blown up by then. The last workout is like directly in my wheelhouse. Yeah. It is like exactly how I would program a workout. I don't think I would put make anything different. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could see that being definitely in your alley. I mean, for sure. I'm, I'm very excited about it. So that's awesome. Somebody um, should pick me. Pick me to win. I just- <laughs> All right, all right, for sure. I got you. You're you're gonna win. You're in there. Thank you, thank you. All right, cool. And again, so I think that yeah, but we just like I said again, we said the women's field is deep, right? And this one again, we didn't talk about Tyler Veerman, Eric mm-hmm. Hinman, Cole Schwartz, Nick Riker, Jack freaking Bauer. Didn't talk about Jack Bauer. You know, Jack Bauer. I picked him for the fantasy draft last on my team, and he freaking dogged me. He did. He had a good race. But- <laughs> dogged me anyway so uh i know that i think that this the women's field is really stacked like one through five or six right the, yeah. this men's field it's like some of these guys could finish third some could and and just as easily finish 12th there's just yeah. like a huge smattering of people that i don't know how they're gonna do which is really exciting about this i think that this is cool i agree it's gonna be good a lot to talk about good good fun um and you're doing a team yeah, I'm gonna do the team. I'm figure we'll leave that to next week because I mean, there's a whole different deal of logistics and stuff to get into with the team thing. Totally, and that'll be fun. They'll get two different perspectives of that. Yeah. Um. So that'll wrap it up. We've talked long enough, Dave. I appreciate you joining me, man. And I'm looking forward to competing and then talking about competition. That's what we do. That's what we like to do. Thanks for having me, Rich. Good luck, buddy. Cool. Talk to you soon.